It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Jonathan Isaac is officially out for the season. We'll chat a little bit about what that means for the Orlando Magic, plus the impact Markel Fultz has made since he returned. All that coming up on today's Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is March 15th. Beware the eyes of March 2022. My name is Philip Rossmanreich. I'm the site expert and editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, Jonathan Isaac is officially done for the season. We'll chat a little bit about what that means about his recovery, what that means about the season, and, and kind of maybe some of the bigger scope issues that that brings about. Plus... We'll talk a little bit about Markel Fultz's impact since he returned and the two big lineup makes a return. We'll talk about some of the strengths and weaknesses of that group of late. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a minute. But first, we want to thank you for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's the first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, whether it's on your way to work, whether it's on your way to tonight's Magic game, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a Locked On podcast for almost every team, every team in the NBA plus NFL, MLB, NHL, and college too. Just check them out wherever you download podcasts. Search for Locked On and the team you are looking for. The news came out this morning, uh, just before I started recording. Uh, the Orlando Magic have officially announced Jonathan Isaac will not play during the 2021-2022 season, marking the second full season that Isaac will miss with a torn ACL. Um, it, it has undoubtedly been a frustrating journey. I'm sure as, as frustrating as it is for fans, I am sure it is just as frustrating for Jonathan um, to not be able to play. Um, you know, I think I, I do agree that there has been a little bit too much secrecy and even getting this statement is kind of an acknowledgement of, Hey, we've got to be upfront with our fans. We've got to be upfront with people. And so I, I definitely take this statement um, coming from the magic as a positive thing, but it's certainly been very, 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 very quiet on the front when it comes to ice recovery as it's been quiet on everyone's uh, recovery. This is the kind of season where the Magic have wanted to dot their dot their T's and cross their I's, so to speak. I, I, I mix that up intentionally, probably. Um, they, they've wanted to make sure everyone is 110% healthy before bringing them back. There's no reason to rush anybody onto the court. As, as important as these games are, as important as growth and development are, as, as important as getting guys kind of integrated with the group is, these games don't matter. Magic have already been eliminated from the playoffs officially. They're the first team officially eliminated from the playoffs. They've been out of the playoff race for a long time. These games don't have significance beyond experience. Um, and so, you know, we're seeing with this with Markel Fultz. We'll dive into his numbers here in a minute. Um, having a guy that's ready to go out on the court and just kind of play free is probably more important at this point than rushing a guy out there just to rush him out there. 
the last thing the Magic want, and maybe there's some gun shyness about what happened in the bubble in August 2020, um, there's no reason to rush guys out there. The last thing anybody wants is a re-injury or a guy having to have a minor minor setback or or anything like that. Um, Remember with with Chumo Kiki, it's not like the Magic rushed him out on the floor. He missed an entire season recovering from his torn ACL. He played uh, first and within his first four games, he had a bone bruise and they got really, really cautious and shut him down. This, this magic front office had, under Jeff Waltman has always been super cautious when it comes to injuries. And so it's not entirely surprising that the magic are again, being cautious on this front. It, it, it really isn't. And I know that's frustrating for fans to hear. I know that's a frustrating place to start from, but that's the reality. The reality, too, as Jeff Waltman explained in his, in his statement, I'll read that statement here in just a moment as I load it up. Um, Jonathan Isaac hasn't played two years, um, and so that is something that's a little bit different. Um, yes, he came back in the bubble for a couple games. He played three games in the bubble, um, but he largely has not been through the daily grind of an NBA game since January 1st, 2020. Remember, remember uh, Isaac originally injured uh, his right knee um, when he went for a dribble move, um, did a kind of Euro step, and his leg wrapped around Bradley B's, Beal's leg, and that's what originally uh, injured his knee. His knee That that created a, I'm forgetting what his name, a lateral corner injury that was supposed to keep him out for about six weeks. And in fact, you know, not to say that Jonathan Isaac was about to come back before the pandemic shut everything down, um, but we expected Jonathan Isaac to be back around that time in, in late March, early April, as the Magic were ramping up their playoff race and their playoff push on that team. Obviously, uh, a big part of his recovery was slowed down by the pandemic. Um, you know, he was, uh, uh, you know, unable to get to the gym. He had to rehab a lot on his own. Um, and obviously, time gave him the opportunity to come back in the bubble. And it, it, it's not necessarily a mistake that he came back in the bubble. Uh, everything that I have heard, everything, everyone that I've talked to, ha- have said that they don't believe that there was any relation between his first knee injury and his second knee injury. But... Obviously, the timing was a bit was was a bit frustrating. Um, and obviously, you know, you look at Jonathan's injury from August 2020 uh, inside the bubble, and it, it's it's an injury. It was a non-contact injury. It was a uh, uh, kind of a low impact injury. It was a uh, um, you know uh, he tried to do a jump stop and his knee gave out. Um, so it was just kind of a random thing that happened, and it's just bad luck on Jonathan Isaac's part. So the Magic have kind of hid a little bit behind this line that. Jonathan hasn't played in two years, um, and I and I and I do think there is something to that. I don't. I think I think the fact that he has been out so long has raised the caution of bringing him back, of getting him back into the flow. But here's what Jeff Waltman had to say in, in a statement released by the Orlando Magic this morning: "Quote: First and foremost, the care of our players will always be our top priority." Waltman said. We have to remember that Jonathan has two years while it continues to be a day-to-day process for him as he continues to strengthen and condition all aspects of his body, we feel we have reached a point where it would be prudent to say that he will not play this season. I understand this can be frustrating to our fans, but Jonathan has worked extremely hard and he's eager to return to game action, which is why we must continue to manage his rehabilitation with the big picture in mind. Quite frankly, we are just out of time to ramp him up to play games this season. Uh, end quote from Jeff Weltman in a statement released by the Orlando Magic. Again, a lot of there's sound reasoning in all of that. Um, but obviously the frustrating part is Weltman himself said at the beginning of the season, part of this year's goals 
wasn't about wins and losses. It was about reintegrating these players into the fold, reintegrating the injured players, Markel Fultz and Jonathan Isaac, onto the team. And the fact that Markel Fultz didn't play until uh, after the All-Star break was a, a bit disappointing in itself. Again, with a lot of the same reasoning, no reason to rush guys back. Make sure he's 110%, and as we'll discuss, you know that's helped Markel kind of really hit the ground running and, and get going here um, with this season. But uh, again, undoubtedly, there is frustration. Undoubtedly, um, it, it's 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 frustrating that we won't get to see Isaac this year, that he is going to have to miss a second full season. And, and not just that, a first season under his extension. So there's just kind of that dead, you know, not that cap room matters for this team right now, but there's just kind of this dead money sitting there. Um, you know, dead money uh, worth $17 million. Um, it's it's obviously not ideal. Like, again, just just it it sucks. Um, you know, just from a personal standpoint, I love watching Jonathan Isaac play. Um, you know, I, I will continue to say this. Looking at this Magic roster, Jonathan Isaac is the only guy on the roster with an elite skill. Um, a guy that would be an all-defensive team player. Um, you know, maybe Markel can get there. Maybe Jalen can get there. Maybe Franz can get there. Um, yeah, maybe Wendell can get there. Um, but Isaac, when he was healthy, had an elite skill. Um, he was on track to be on the all-defensive team in 2020 before his injury in January. Um, he was just a, a dynamo on that end and, and gave the team a little bit of an edge that that they miss sometimes and that they need. Um, it, it's, he is an absolute joy to watch. Um, and you know, I think there's a reason why, you know, his playing at least is extremely popular and why there's still so much invested in him as a player. Now, you know, who knows what he will look like when he gets back. Um, now, now we're at the two year mark and it's been a long time since we've seen him play. And it's going to be interesting to see what kind of player he is when he returns. The next real window for him to get action in would be to practice with the summer league team. He would not play in summer league, but you know, certainly I, I would, I would hope or think that there might be the possibility that he gets some run in with the summer league team and practice with the summer league team before the season begins. And then obviously training camp in October, if he's not ready for training camp in October, certainly whatever questions you have about Isaac and his recovery are going to be ramped up entirely. It's been a rough year for Jonathan Isaac, no doubt. Um, you know, he, he, he's told the media at media day that he had COVID um, at, at some point during the offseason, you know, he's obviously gone through a lot, um, you know, just kind of with the pressure, with the pressure, um, uh, pressure of playing, pressure of trying to play, not to mention, you know, some of the criticisms that he he received for uh, deciding not to get vaccinated. Um, it, it's, it's been a rough year. And, and obviously, you know, Isaac, Isaac's a tough dude and, 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 you know, a hardworking dude. And, and I have no doubt that he is doing everything he can to get himself back on the floor, but. Unfortunately, uh, injuries are what they are. You have to recover at your body's pace, not your pace. You, you can't set the pace on that thing. And if the Magic don't feel that he's ready to play or do more, he's not ready to play and do more. And that is obviously extremely frustrating, especially in a business where so much is committed to him financially and so much is committed to him um, as a member of this team. One guy who has come back, though, is Markel Fultz. We'll talk a little bit about what he has brought to the table since his return coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's that time of year again as College Basketball's tournament is finally upon us. From all the latest odds contests and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting 
wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. So let's go from some bad recovery news, some bad health and recovery news, to some good health and recovery news because Markel Fultz has been just an absolute revelation since he returned to the court. It's been two weeks since Markel Fultz started playing again for the Orlando Magic, about eight games now. Um, and he has just been fantastic. You know, if you want to put some faith in whatever the Magic's, you know, recovery program is, it's that Fultz has not missed a beat. Um, if there is noise, if there's frustration that he's uh, still on a minutes restriction, it's a credit to the preparation that both Markel did and that the medical training staff did to have Fultz ready to play and make an impact from the beginning. Um, it, yes, there. I, I I hear all the frustration, and, and in a perfect world, Markel Fultz would not have a minute restriction now. He'd be able to go out there and play 20, 25, 24 minutes, whatever it is, um, play starters minutes because he looks like he should be the starting point guard or, or at least the finishing point guard to manage his team. Um but for now, Fultz is still on that eight, on that about 18 minute minute restriction. It looks like you know probably no more than 18, 19 minutes. Um, hopefully that will continue to expand. But Fultz has been fantastic. He's in, in his six games back. He's averaging 10 points per game and five and a half assists per game, shooting 53.3 percent from the field. And yeah, two for five from beyond the arc, including two misses from beyond half court. So we could throw those out. Um, he's not taking a lot of threes. But he's doing all this in just 17.3 minutes. He's played only 104 total minutes and still working on that minute restriction. Per 36 minutes, Fultz is averaging 20.8 points and 11.4 rebounds. Or Sorry, 11.4 assists. Those are indeed all-star level numbers. Now, obviously, it's easy to take guys who are playing smaller minutes and say, well, if we just double his minutes, he'll double his points. That's not really how it works, but... In any case, Fultz is putting up double-double type numbers in the minutes that he's receiving. Not only that, he's playing efficiently. He's playing uh, really effectively. Um, he's just doing everything that the Magic could have asked for and a whole lot more. It's it's really been incredible watching Fultz play the way that he has played because um, I don't think anybody expected him to come out and make this kind of an impact. I could give you all those individual numbers and I could say, well, this is what Markel Fultz is doing. This is what Markel Fultz is doing. Um, you know, he's able, he's getting to his spots. He's shooting. He shot almost half of his field goal attempts. He's taken 45 field goal attempts, 
22 of them have come within five feet. So he's getting into the paint, getting to the basket. But not only that, he's making his teammates better. He is he is playing at a very, very high level. And everyone just kind of lifts up when he's in the game. As a team, the Orlando Magic are playing at a pace of 101 possessions for 48 minutes. With Fultz on the floor, they play at 105.8. So again, we talk about the, how the Magic want to speed up the pace of the game. They want more possessions. Fultz is creating that. He's managing the team. He's getting the team out on the break a whole lot more. He's pushing the ball up the floor whenever he gets a chance, and he just controls the pace of the game. You can't you can't speed him up or slow him down. Again, we've talked about this a number of times. Pace isn't necessarily an indicator that your offense is good. It needs control too, but Fultz has that, and the biggest sign of that is the team's offensive rating. With Fultz on the floor, the Magic have an offensive rating of 108.7 points per 100 possessions. Again, not a killer offense yet, but certainly better than what the Magic have. And indeed, since the All-Star break, the Magic are posting as a team an offensive rating of 106.2 points per 100 possession. So nearly two and a half points better with Fultz on the floor. Defensively, Orlando is still pretty strong. They're giving up 103.5 points per 100 possessions with Fultz on the floor compared to their average of 106.4, the top mark in the league since the All-Star break. Obviously, these are all fantastic numbers. Um, you know, again, you you just look at those numbers and you're just like, wow, Fultz is playing really, really well. And it confirms what we've all seen with the eye test. I couldn't, I didn't have to tell you all those numbers to tell you when Markel Fultz steps into the game, everyone's spirit and everyone's energy lifts up. He gets everyone going. Everyone wants to play for this dude. Everyone wants to play with this dude. Uh, and 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 everyone wants to see more of this dude. I mean, I think even Jamal Mosley said after one of the games earlier this or earlier this year that, you know, he wished he could have played Markel Fultz more. His hands were kind of tied by the medical staff and and, and and that minute restriction and that eye on, again, like with Jonathan Isaac, the big picture, thinking about, okay, his long-term health, we don't need to push him here. Just let him get out there, let him get some rhythm, let him get 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 a feel for things again um, so we can build him up to, to play meaningful minutes next season. That's what this is about. It's not about, you know, having Fultz in for closing situations, although I'd like to see him play with the starters a little bit more. Um, it's not about any of that. It's about getting Fultz comfortable, getting Fultz back into rhythm and, and kind of giving him a kickstart and a head start into his offseason where hopefully he'll be healthy and can have his first real healthy offseason of his career. I mean, think about it. Fultz has never really had a healthy offseason. He's always been recovering from injury every summer. The only healthy offseason he really had was after the 2020 season. It was after the 2020 season. Uh, and we saw how he started the 20 uh, after, no, sorry, after the 20, 2019 season, which really wasn't healthy. He was still recovering. Um, no, it was after the 2020 season. Now I'm getting my, my years confused after the 2020 season. Um, and we saw the start that he had to the 2021 season as lockout as uh, COVID shortened as it was. And again, maybe that even wasn't a real healthy summer. Um, it's, it's, there's obviously a lot to be excited about with Marco Fultz. Um, again, you don't need the numbers to tell you what your eyes are telling you. Your eyes are telling you Fultz is getting out in transition. He's pushing the pace. He's creating opportunities for others. He is getting into the lane whenever he wants. He is passing and distributing the ball effectively. He had 11 assists in 17 minutes against the Sixers on Sunday and really dominated the minutes that he was playing. Fultz has been incredible to say the least. It's been a fantastic start for him. It's been a fantastic go for him. And everyone just wants more. Fultz wants more too, but everyone understands that this is this is still part of the process. It's still part of the recovery process. Um, but no one, I think, could have expected Fultz to be this good 
this fast. We'll talk a little bit about uh, the Wendell Carter Mobamba pairing kind of update where they're standing and some of the ways that they've been effective and some of the ways that they still struggle coming up here in just a moment. But first, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local auto chain, auto chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer? Choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So save time and money when using Rock Auto. It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for more than 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every customer and they have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So obviously kind of the last big piece of this puzzle um, or one of the last pieces to the puzzle for the Orlando Magic is is figuring out what this team's starting group looks like moving forward. Um, and, and I think if there has been a frustration with Jamal Mosley and some of the rotation decisions he's made, it's that he's sticked with a lineup or a group that does not feel like it is the future. This is no offense to Mo Bama. This is no offense to Wendell Carter. But a lot of us obviously have Jonathan Isaac penciled in as a starting power forward next season. Um, if not that, Chuma Okiki looks like a pretty good option. If not that, Jabari Smith and Paolo Banquero are out there in the draft. It, it does not feel like Wendell Carter playing the four is the future of this team. Um, you know, Chet Holmgren also out there as well. Um, it does not feel like Wendell Carter playing at the four is the future of this team. And especially with kind of Mobamba's contract status very much up in the air. It, it it's always felt like an awkward fit to have Wendell Carter and Mobamba playing together, especially in a league that appears to be going smaller. Um, having said that, it's been undeniable that there's been a lot of success with this group. You know, maybe not complete success, maybe not total success, maybe not success enough to to stick with this lineup or or, or to say like, okay, we, we need to see or try something else. But there's been a lot of success with this group. Um, you know, that they obviously started the season really, really strong, um, had their struggles, but started the season really, really strong. Um, and, and, and have had like pockets of really good play pockets like Friday night's game when the magic got Mo Bamba spaced out through to the three point line, he made shots that started to open up his cutting game. Wendell Carter made shots and the two really played well off each other. And that's, that's been the most impressive part, honestly, uh, about this pairing is how much it's helped Wendell Carter develop a little bit more as a playmaker and as a fulcrum and how the Magic have been able to leverage it to kind of hide some of Obama's weaknesses and and leverage Obama's shooting in a different way than perhaps they would have previously. 
Uh, I'm not here to say that this is a lineup that's ultimately going to work or a lineup that's ultimately what this team's future is. I, I, I'm not there yet. Uh, I'm, I've, I've never been there. And, and and even even then, the numbers kind of show that when Carter and Bamba are paired together, the Magic have always had a net rating. Even when that starting group was playing really, really, really well, um, and they've kind of slowed down a little bit of late, even when that starting group was playing well, the Bamba-Carter pairing individually had a negative net rating and still, I think, largely does this season. However, it, it's still also clear that, that the two have learned how to play off each other. And, and there is some chemistry there. Um, where Bamba is more of a finesse shot blocker, Carter is the tough-nosed defender. You probably saw Sunday, it was Wendell Carter defending Joel Embiid. But that allowed Bamba to roam a little bit because Matisse Thibel wasn't much of a shooting threat. Um, the way Orlando played that game on Sunday, they tried to blitz James Harden on pick and rolls, and they had Bamba slide over to protect the paint. Now, Chumo Kiki can do that a little bit, um, but obviously not with the same presence as Mo Bamba. And so Bamba was able, at times, to be able to, to, to front or defend Joel Embiid on pick and roll so that the Magic could trap James Harden and get the ball out of his hands and then recycle um, to, to get the ball to someone that they're not as afraid of or not as concerned about, you know, as you think. Their failure to do this is what led to that Tobias Harris three or Mo Bamba kind of over-rotating is what led to the Tobias Harris three that um, that won the Sixers the game. Um, so there there are good reasons to do this. It allowed, you know, having a second shot blocker back there allows the Magic to be a little bit more aggressive on pick and rolls. It allows them to put some blitzing packages. It allows them to put some switching packages because they can find a way to get a second center in the paint. And, and that's been one of the keys to this group having even just a little bit of success, having a little bit of, of positive flow and positive movement. But obviously, it, 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 and then you look at how Carter and Bomber are able to pass to each other. They, they do average about one to two pass assists to each other per game. Um, Carter's able to set Bomba up. And now that Bomba's kind of figured out how to cut and how to move um, you know, to open space and get to the basket a little bit more, that's opened things up too. Now, again, I don't think anyone's sitting here saying this is the future. And I, I think that's been ultimately the problem with this group is no one's no one, very few people foresee a Bomba Carter lineup being the future of this team. I, I've long said that I, I think the Magic need to be priming themselves a little bit for Jonathan Isaac's return. Chuma Okiki has broken out of a slump and has long deserved an opportunity to look uh, to, to get a look with the starting group uh, and get a more extended look with the starting lineup. He's been the spot starter whenever Carter or Bamba have to miss games. Um, and, you know, honestly, I still think at the end of the day, if everything breaks right, you know, the Magical have a Jabari Smith or a Chet or, or a Paolo Bancaro there. Maybe or maybe this is just a preview of what the Magic hope to do or employ if they do draft Chet Holmgren. So maybe there is value there. But um, at, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you know, the Magic are trying to play their five best players. They still have a lot of faith in Mo Bamba. They still feel like they can get some versatility and flexibility defensively out of it. Um, and they largely have. Again, it's hard to argue with how good the Magic's defense has played since the All-Star break. It's been very, very good. Um, and so I don't think change is imminent. I think if there was a time for change, um, it was a few weeks ago. It's passed now. Um, and so now I think this group is probably the group that we're going to see to the end of the season. Um, and it's had its ups and the downs. It's been interesting to say the least. Um, but I think that this is this is where the Magic are going to stand. Going to stand the rest of the year. And obviously it's been... A bit frustrating, but also a bit curious too. So definitely plenty to build with. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Stitcher TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, 
and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore Bean. Of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. We'll have a complete recap of tonight's game against Brooklyn Nets coming up on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. But now go make your second listen Locked on NBA. Locked on experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Again, that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Gailing, Locked on Magic has been Phil Rothenreich. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.